Welcome to Uplifting Women podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Welcome everybody. This is Holly Tesca, co-host of the Uplifting Women podcast. Unfortunately, Kristen can't be with us here today, but uh, I know she's here in spirit. So welcome to this episode. Today, we have with us a special guest, Megan Mollix. Megan is the CEO of Mollix and Company. She's a speaker, brand strategist, and mental health advocate, and runs a family-owned consulting agency. The agency specializes in personal branding and PR for public figures, such as executives, entrepreneurs, business and ministry leaders, authors, speakers, and even politicians. They even serve as your dedicated advisors for strategic brand development and marketing, personal brand management, and crafting clear and compelling brand strategies, all aimed at maximizing your potential and brand awareness. Their services also encompass reputation management, social media, and strategic communications. With their unwavering commitment to excellence and personalized attention, they ensure your journey toward your goals is truly remarkable. As a selective and purpose-driven agency, they're poised to elevate your brand to success. So Megan, welcome to the Uplifting Women podcast. Delighted to have you with us here today. Hello, hello. Thank you. I'm happy to be with you. And I really hope that Kristen is doing well. And hopefully I'll get to meet her one day. I bet we'll make that happen. We typically do. Good. Megan, we've chatted a little bit previously and you have an interesting story to share. And I think one that our listeners will really be interested in. As we ask everyone, why don't you tell, share with us your story? Where did this all begin and how did you become Megan Mollix of today? Okay, so... That's a really good question, and that encompasses a lot, <laughs> and it encompasses a, a lot of things that I've been through. Really, what the things that have shaped me to be who I am today is all of these struggles that I went through in the past, even from my childhood. Mm-hmm. Just growing up in a household where I grew up with my mother and my stepfather, didn't have my biological father around, but still wanted to have that type of relationship to just def- help me define who I was and what I wanted to do. Being a teenager, trying to figure life out for myself and 
just trying to grow up to just try to figure out who I am and what I wanted to do and just going through relationships and friendships and just really trying to find my place and really try to pinpoint my own identity has really shaped who I am because it led me through making a lot of bad decisions and it led me to make decisions that weren't as bad but ones that I was not really proud of but it also every decision that I made really helped guide me to being who I am, not just as a speaker or not just as a businesswoman, but just as a woman in general. And I would really also say that a lot of the decisions that I made led me to a time in my life that was really dark. I will, I'll say it like that. It was really dark. I was just in depression and I was on drugs and I made decisions with just multiple relationships and multiple men that caused me to have myself, I put myself in some unfortunate situations and luckily I'm alive out of those situations and it really helped to open my eyes to, okay, you've made it out of those situations, you're alive, what do you want to do with your life? Mm -hmm. And I just began to think about, okay, when I was a kid, what did I want to do? I wanted to be Oprah. That was wow. my That was my dream. I wanted to be Oprah. And so once I got my second chance at life, I, I survived a very traumatic experience. It was a, a, a triple homicide that I survived. Once I survived that and I came through that and I started on a this healing journey, I said, okay, I have a new outlook on life. I have a new chance at life. I'm going to follow my dreams and do everything that I want to do because I have no excuse to not do it now. Wow. Okay. So Megan, I have to tell you, first of all, I don't know anybody that's made it through a, a triple homicide. So tell me what, mm -hmm. what was that like? How did, if it, you don't have to get into the real heavy details if you don't want, mm -hmm. to, but that's quite a journey to mm -hmm. find yourself in that kind of a position. How did you get right. there? Decisions that I was making of being around just certain people and being in certain places and being in certain relationships. And uh, really that's how that happened. Um, I was in a relationship that was not the healthiest type of relationship. And I was in an environment where we allowed certain things to happen. My roommate and myself, we allowed things to take place. And it was a unfortunate incident that took place. And I was not the only survivor. There were other two other survivors as well. But it was a situation that really took us back. It involved some drugs and things like that. And so it could just, it took me back to say, okay, this is your wake up call. Like you can either stay on the path and the decision-making that you're on, or you can make new decisions, Megan, you can create a different life for yourself. You can do this. And so that's really what I had to do after that. And I had to really go on a really in-depth journey of okay, what does Megan want to do? Not 
what does other people want Megan to do or what other people, how do they want me to act? But what do I want to do? How do I want to be perceived? What do I want to do with my own life? Yeah. Wow. I don't have to ask you what the wake up call was. I, cause I think <laughs> that was, that's pretty apparent. So once you've come into awareness, I can't continue to do what I've been doing and right. expect a different kind of a result. I have right. to make some kind of a shift. What were some of the first steps that you took? Well, some of the first thing, one of the first things that I actually did was I had to change my mindset. Everything starts <laughs> with the mind, in my opinion, everything starts with your mindset. So mm -hmm. I had to really change my mindset and I had to pull myself out of this slump that I was in because not just that traumatic situation, but just a series of unfortunate events that have taken place over since I've been a child. Mm -hmm. I had to pull myself out of this victim mentality mindset mm -hmm. to say, okay, you don't have to live as a victim. You don't have to even live as a, just a survivor, but you can just live. So I had to really change my mindset to live. And I had to change my mindset on looking forward and not looking backward at what has happened or who I've had to let go or the people that I've lost. Because in that experience, I lost my roommate. She was my best friend. And so I had to really work through that to say, okay, there's nothing that you could have done any different that could have changed that situation. So now you just have to forgive yourself and live. So that was the first thing I had to do was just really change my mindset. And once I started changing my mindset, I just started looking forward to my future because I've realized that a lot of times we as women, when things happen to us, sometimes we feel bad about moving forward. Sometimes mm -hmm. we feel bad about moving on because that guilt or shame or whatever it is in our mind. So I had to really learn to just say, okay, let's move forward. Let's, we don't want to forget the people behind us all the time, but we have to forget situations. And so I had to just put on a happy face and just learn to say, okay, let's move forward. What else is for you in life? Were there specific resources that you reached to or get into therapy or prayer or what were some of the things that helped support you during that shift? Because it's one thing to declare, I want to change my mindset. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to work through it. It really right. is. <laughs> Absolutely. The one of the first things I did was I actually joined a church. My mother had joined a church and I actually joined the church before everything took place. So after that situation took place, that's where I went. That's the people I clung to. And so my pastors, they were really influential in just helping me shape and form who I am today. And not just them, but my friends and of course my family as well. And I actually, after that, I actually ended up meeting my biological father. And so <laughs> that was one of the biggest things that took place. I actually ended up meeting him and went to go live with him for a few years to just get a 
fresh mindset and a fresh environment and just I have a start over basically in life. And then after that therapy came, because I had to really learn that therapy and prayer goes hand in hand. And I had to really convince my, talk to myself, convince myself, okay, Megan, you can go to a therapist. You can get that outside perspective, which I ended up doing. It took a little while for me to actually get there, but it was one of the best decisions that I ever made was taking that chance to go to therapy, to get that outside opinion, to get that outside perspective on how I can heal and move on in life. Yeah, that's a really important message, especially these days when mm -hmm. the reaching out for mental health assistance is, it's really come out of the shadows, finally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it used to be, oh my gosh, that person has a therapist, what's wrong right. with them? Um, right. I think a lot of the stigma of that has dissipated significantly what how old were you when you were going through this period in your life um oh let's see I was I think I was between 22 and 25 when all of this took place it was okay. in that era 22 to 25 yeah we're still learning how to be adults at that age oh my gosh yes absolutely yeah. still learning and still learning how to form relationships and just really learning how to really live. <laughs> yeah. And young people at that age are so eager to be adults and right. have that freedom and make their own choices. But mm -hmm. um, if you fall into the hands of the wrong people, the mm -hmm. wrong groups around you, the peer pressure is a very strong influencer right. and the ability to make those decisions in the way that are, are going to be beneficial to you isn't always right. the foundation isn't always there so thank right. goodness thank the lord that right. you had the strength within you to say i can't continue this way mm -hmm. and i've got to make some changes and found right. yourself some help and very interesting. You went to live with your biological dad. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, and I'm grateful for that experience because I come across so many women who have had my testimony. They don't know their biological father. And that's a very um, impactful thing for mm -hmm. a lot of women because the father is who's supposed to help shape our identity and speak life into us and show us how a male is supposed to treat us and things like that. And so a lot of women are missing that. And that's why we make the decisions that we make in life. And so I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to reconnect because most people don't get that opportunity. They yeah. don't get that second chance for if, whether it's a father or a mother to be able to go back and reconnect. So yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, you're right. We learn about relationships. We learn about parenting. We learn mm -hmm. so many life skills from our parents and it, Right. It is so important that both are involved in your development, mm -hmm. or at least you have some type of figure to represent that element in your life. But yeah, I guess I'd never thought about not having a father figure in my life. How, the, how would that impact my understanding of the way I want it and need to be treated by men? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty right. powerful. Pretty right. Powerful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay you've had this awakening mm -hmm. you found some help mm -hmm. 
you recognized the old way is not the way I want to go. Mm -hmm. I want a new way. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) what got you into the work that you do now? Okay. The church that I attended, that I ended up joining, I wanted to help them save money. And because I noticed that every time we would do something, they would have to hire an outside graphic designer or hire someone to come in. We are a smaller church. So I really wanted to help them save money. So I taught myself graphic design. I love to research. And so I love learning new things. So I remember I would stay up late nights and get on YouTube because you can learn everything on YouTube, YouTube and Google. And I taught myself how to do graphic design. And so from there, from me doing graphic design, it turned into me teaching myself how to do social media management. And it turned into me teaching myself how to build websites. <laughs> and so once I started doing, and I was only doing this for my church, simply because I wanted to help them save money. I had no intention of this being a business. I had no intention of just doing, actually my dream at that time was to be a, a hotel owner. That's what I was in college for. That's what my degree was in. I wanted to own hotels. And so what ended up happening was other people would see my work and they would ask, okay, the church, okay, who's doing your stuff? And they would refer them to me. So I would just do stuff here and there for other people. And next thing, it turned into a business. And people started coming to me for bigger problems that they were having within their businesses or within their brands. And I found my niche really by accident because a lot of people will come to me for things and I'm thinking, how do you even know that I know that? But just with a little research, I'm like, okay, I do know the answer to this. (laughs) I can help you. And Mm -hmm. it turned into me becoming an entrepreneur. And then me and my mother came together and decided to start a business together and that's how that happened. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's like really that that's like really having the foresight to know what your gifts are, mm-hmm. being able to be courageous enough to lean into it and, mm-hmm. and not run from it and say, right. I I can figure this out. I I can learn, right. I can figure it out, and I can do right. this. And isn't that beautiful? that you and your mom can have this business and Mm -hmm. support yourselves now. Fantastic. So what would you tell your 15 or 16 year old self, if you could Mm -hmm. go back and give yourself some advice? Oh my gosh. Let's see. Oh my. Okay. And excuse me if I cry because I'm a big, I'm a big crier. I'm a oh, that's fine. <laughs> so am I. It's it's fine. It's fine. I think there's there's beauty in being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, I, I think it's like a, a cleansing, probably, or <laughs> some type of healing. I've actually had men tell me they wish they could cry like women do. It's an Absolutely. emotional release. And right. I think it's a gift that we have as women. So exactly. more power to you, sister. <laughs> So I'm thinking, okay, so my 15 or 16 year old self, what I would say, be patient with life, 
be patient in life, uh, be patient with yourself. Um, hmm. Slow down. Because <laughs> life is not what you think it is at 16. It's not. And so I would tell my 15, 16 year old self, be patient, slow down and learn to love yourself more than anything else mm. and follow your dreams. That would be the last thing. Follow the dream that you had when you were a little girl. Follow that dream, no matter what anybody tells you, no matter what people may say, follow that dream because you can do it because, and I know you can do it because it's your dream. It's in you. It's what you think about. It's what you dream about. It's what you talk about all the time. So it's in you to do it. So follow that dream. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful advice, Megan, really. And I think young people are in such a hurry to grow up. Yes. And I'm obviously quite a bit older than you are, quite a bit older than a lot of people, actually. And wisdom comes with age. Mm-hmm. We, and we don't realize that when when we're teenagers, we're just all excited about, I want to have freedom. I want to be able to drive a car. I want to be able to live on my own. We don't think about what does that all mean that we right. have to be responsible for? Because- right. When you choose, when you make decisions always come with some kind of ramifications. And as children, as young people, we're protected from those ramifications because we have hopefully supportive people around us that keep us from falling too hard. But once you get into teenage years, of course, you've got a lot more freedom just Mm -hmm. because that's the way society is and young people are are in such a big hurry to grow up and I would say enjoy being a kid oh yes (laughs) enjoy being a kid because you have a whole lot less years of that Mm -hmm. than you do of being an adult and once you start adulting there is no going back (laughs) there's no going back there's no going I, back. Just more adulting. <laughs> just more adulting. And yeah. the responsibilities and the decisions just become bigger. And it's a navigation process, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, and it doesn't get easier. <laughs> no. And it's testing what works. It's trying new things like you did. Yeah. You You took a chance with you saw a problem the church is spending money on something that you felt that you could do for them mm-hmm. as a way of giving back I right. can sense you have a really good heart mm-hmm. and <laughs> that was your way of paying back for what they were bringing to you mm-hmm. in terms of helping you turn your life around and finding your yourself and, mm-hmm. and what was within and it's interesting how life has a way of paying it back to you if you're open to it. 
That's so true because now my church is one of my biggest clients. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it yeah. was just because you were open to doing an act of kindness and taking mm -hmm. a chance mm -hmm. on yourself and your capabilities right. and stepping into all the possibilities with courage. Absolutely. <laughs> Good absolutely. for you. Absolutely. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's always lovely to be able to speak with somebody who has had a lot of darkness in their life and mm -hmm. found a way out of that. Mm -hmm. I wish more people could do that i know it's not easy it it's just not easy that's all i can say about it but your spirit mm -hmm. in saying no i'm taking charge uh, mm -hmm. enough of this nonsense right. and finding the resources that you need in order to move forward was really beautiful and courageous megan so mm -hmm. thank you so much yeah. for sharing that story with us you're welcome one of the things I like to do is ask our guests, do you have any advice for our listeners? Think about somebody who might be going through a dark period in their time in, in their life where they're feeling very unsettled or in danger, maybe even. Mm -hmm. Lots of women get into bad relationships where they're being abused physically right sexually, verbally, whatever that is. Abuse is right. abuse. So is there any advice that you would give to our listeners who might be facing a situation similar to yours, but mm -hmm. be so afraid to, and so frozen to do something? Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. What I would say, number one, if you are in any situation like that, no matter what the trauma is, number one, realize your worth. Real, realize your worth. That is the first thing I was I will say, because a lot of times in when you're in situations, it's easier to say, get out, get help, than it is to actually do it. And from my experience, I had to really understand that my worth and I had to really do make it make every other decision from that so I would say realize you are worthy that the situation that you were in is not the end be all I would say that there's so much more purpose is my favorite word <laughs> ever there's so much purpose there for you and there's so much for you to do and if you're listening to me and you're in a situation like just like how I came out and I'm speaking to you there's someone that you can help come out of that situation but they need you to they need you to, to gather their strength to move forward and I know that moving forward is a lot of times easier said than done but it is possible. And I would also say to reach out to someone that you trust that you can talk to. And I know a lot of times we feel like 
that we can't speak to anyone or that there's no one there. No one's going to understand. Um, there are people who understand. There are people who will listen. Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for the help. Um, because once you begin to ask for the help, that's going to start a um, a chain reaction chain reaction yeah it's gonna start a chain reaction of you just continuing to ask for help and the more you ask for help then the more that's going to create ways for help to come to you so don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to be vulnerable with people who are there to help you and tell them the truth that in my situations a lot of times I was scared to tell people the truth I was scared to say I'm depressed. I was scared to say I'm having suicidal thoughts. I was scared of what people would say or how they would react. But I've come to learn now that if even now, if I'm having a moment, I know who I can call and say, hey, my thoughts are not right. I don't feel right. Something's wrong. Can you just listen to me? Or can you just sit on the phone with me? Or can you come like something? So don't be afraid to ask for that help and don't be ashamed. That's probably the number one. Don't be ashamed and don't feel like you're the only one going through it. Don't be ashamed and don't feel like you're, it's you against the world because I guarantee that is not true. Megan, those are beautiful words and <laughs> I, I can't agree more with you. One of the things that amazes me even in a world where there there's currently so much hate mm -hmm. it 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 makes me ill sometimes to think about all the hate that exists in the world there right. are still so many more good people who really right. want to help and yeah. yearn for the opportunity to help yeah. actually right. you know because helping somebody else that gives you this feeling of satisfaction and an adrenaline boost that actually right. lifts you up and makes you feel better. When people yeah. think, oh, I don't want to ask for help because I don't want to be a burden. You have mm -hmm. to shift that thinking around to say, right. I want to give that person a chance to be happy because they're helping someone. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's so funny how we don't think of it in those terms right. in the darkest moments when right. we're feeling ashamed or we're feeling embarrassed right. about what's going on. And right. yeah, so your advice is really spot on. <laughs> so if people want to get in touch with you, if they need some graphic design work or some <laughs> brand help, where can our listeners reach you? So absolutely, they can go to my website. It's my name, MeganMolix.com. You can find me on there. I'm big on social media. I love social media. So if you're on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook at I am Megan Alexandria on Facebook and on Instagram. And I'm also on TikTok in case you're there as well. <laughs> there as well. But I spend most of my time on Facebook. And I talk on Facebook. You can send me a DM, reach out to me, message me. 
And those are the ways that people can contact me, get in touch with me. Fantastic. Fantastic. (laughs) Really appreciate it. Megan, thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story with me, with our listeners. I want to leave people in a place of there's hope, regardless of how dark you think your situation may be. There is hope. There is light. There is light. Follow the light. Mm -hmm. And reach out for help Mm -hmm. in whatever fashion you feel comfortable. But take that first step because you are worthy. We are all worthy. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Thanks again, Megan. Really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to Uplifting Women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by UpliftingWomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.